We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one out, touchdown. This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly and welcome along to the Saturday edition of the Rotoviz OT podcast. You can follow me as always as well if you wish on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel. Sean, busy every Saturday with those two editions uh, of the shows coming out. Obviously Rotoviz OT coming out and as well Stealing Bananas. But uh, what have you got going on uh, on the Stealing Bananas podcast uh, over the past week? Well, we have been looking at sleepers and, you know, some people object to the idea of sleepers because they feel like it's just sort of a clickbait kind of term, but we like it as sort of a catch-all for being able to discuss these guys who come out of nowhere and win your league for you. And it's a fact that that happens, right? I looked at it from a couple of different perspectives within the show and also on the website talking about the guys who in the last six years have been drafted outside the first 100 picks, scored at least 150 points, and had a win rate above 15%. What you see there is you go through and it matches up very closely with five or six pieces of Rotoviz research that allow you to target these guys and win on these guys on a consistent basis. I also pulled up the names from the Rotoviz screener who were drafted outside the 100, first 100 reality picks and had a season where they jumped from below 50 points to over 200 points. We saw about 20 of those this century, which means about one a year, right? You're getting somebody who comes out of nowhere and is a league winner. It's one of the important reasons to stay on the news. And we had a great guest this week with Jamie Eisenberg from CBS coming on, uh, giving us some background on how they use reports from their beat writers, from their uh, network of guys who were out there at the different training camps, and what news matters, what news doesn't matter, and some specific things that they have heard that uh, listeners can really potentially make a big profit on this season. So I'm excited about that. I, the show was a lot of fun. Jamie was really good. Ben was fantastic, as always. And, and Ben and I, the first show was you know somewhat concise. The third show with Jamie, he was all over it. He hit out 
all of the results that we wanted and, and did a great job there. Ben and I really got into the weeds in show two, which is our player show, right? So if you want some deep picks, if you want to hear us breaking down running back and wide receiver, you know, well past the range where people are being drafted, if you want to hear some of our tight end sleeper picks, uh, we, we do get very much into it there. It was a lot of fun. It's a longer show. You know, if you have time to sit back and listen, I think uh, you'll really enjoy that one but yeah i mean sleepers are going to be the guys who either take your team and it's a good team and then you win hundreds of thousands of dollars or at least you beat your buddies which in many cases is more important i mean you want to have those bragging rights during the off season or if you don't have them then you end up third fourth place and you're thinking well if i just made the right move here so we want to get out ahead of it we want to get those sleepers onto our rosters round 15 16 17 18 don't throw those picks away Ben and I have you covered on the Sleeper podcast. Yeah, it was uh, really awesome. And I think that one went, the second one went about 75 minutes long. So I think that might hold the uh, record for the longest uh, Stealing Bananas show uh, so far. So I highly recommend that. And if you have listened to some of the episodes, haven't listened to them all, head back and, and listen to them all through. Very, very relevant. A lot of evergreen content in those around about 25 podcasts, I think, in the book so far. So check out the great work from Ben and Sean. Um, just at the start of the show, I did mention it earlier this week. We are in that kind of approaching 120 reviews on the Road of His OT podcast feed on Apple Podcast in the USA. It does help us out a lot if you can drop a review there. So if you haven't done one, if you're a long-time listener, if you're a brand-new listener, please drop us that review. It does help us a lot as well. Um, so I just wanted to give that a plug here to kick things off. But Sean, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the Apex draft, the experts draft that you're doing with some of the, the leading guys in the industry. We did talk through some of the opening rounds and um, uh, the episode last week, but we have more rounds in the book. So uh, how's things looking for uh, the fantasy football contrarian at this point? <laughs> well, it's, it's been a fun one. I, I really like this league. One of the things that we've talked about in relationship to our listener leagues is that this wide receiver heavy approach, the zero RB or the modified zero RB is extremely effective in normal leagues where you're getting kind of regular ADP where everybody participating has more or less conspired to overvalue running backs. But zero running back is also extremely effective and in many cases just absolutely necessary in leagues where the wide receivers are going earlier. Because in those leagues, you get those receiver... I won't even say values because they're not values, but you get the receiver foundation that you need. You get the receiver point, points built in. And then because everybody else is going receiver, you have the running backs fall to you. And then you're looking at them and everybody's like, oh, those are extraordinary running back values. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happens when running backs are priced more appropriately as they look like values, but really they're just the right piece of the puzzle at the right time. And now you still have a strong team. So the way that this is played out in the apex draft is that uh, somewhat unusually in the first round, six wide receivers selected only five running backs. When we look at through five rounds, we have 34 wide receivers, only 20 running backs. Uh, one of the guys in one of the listener leagues was giving us a little bit of a hard time and saying, you know, this is silly. Why are people drafting the wide receiver 30 before the running back 20? But as the league continues to develop, it's very clear why people would do that. And you look at Denny's team, he's been on the show. Obviously, he went Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Claypool. He took the diversion for Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes fell into the fifth round and then gets Will Fuller in the sixth. 
That's a great five wide receiver start. He gets Rondell Moore later in the ninth, which is something that we have done. But the running backs that he's able to get, Josh Jacobs in the seventh, Melvin Gordon in the eighth. Gordon is still available in in the 12th round of our current listener league. So uh, we're all pretty skeptical of Gordon with Javante Williams flashing and Gordon having the, the groin pull. And I think it's even somewhat still possible that he ends up on a different team if he doesn't actually help him. But Melvin Gordon someone who, if it works out the opposite way, say Williams gets a little bit of a pull. Gordon is healthy. The Broncos offense is explosive, but we think you know, Melvin Gordon could be a top 10 running back. So you have Gordon there, then Gus Edwards, Gio Bernard, James White, Boston Scott, Ramondre Stevenson, Allison, Rita. So you're looking at these guys. Then he talked about Edwards. He's a little bit higher on him, but Bernard White, some of those players, he talked about when he visited OT and why those guys fit. Mike Brody, who runs the fantastic Apex, he starts with Adams, Lamb, Kittle, and Higgins, which I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a start that is more exciting than that, right? I mean, there's always a chance that it won't work, but if you talk about a team that gets three potential absolute superstar wide receivers and maybe has the best tight end in the game, you're talking about that start. Then he kind of goes in a different direction he does select a couple of the guys that we've been raving about in terms of travis Etienne and javante williams in the fifth and sixth goes back to get chark back to get michael thomas who you know even despite everything that's happened when you're talking about michael thomas at the wide receiver 48 i mean you're talking about someone who once he plays again is going to be scoring more points than the wide receivers who were drafted three rounds earlier and so that's again something you can do if you have this wide receiver base build up you can take this receiver whereas if you're desperate for receiver points you can't right Gets Tony Pollard, gets Devin Singletary in the 12th, gets Hubbard in the 14th, is able to put together a team with both Herbert and Fields. So, you know, love that team for him. As we mentioned, Mike is always the first or second seed, uh, which speaks to his talent when you consider the class of experts in this draft. And then just to take you through mine for a moment, start with Stefan Diggs as the fifth overall pick, actually the third wide receiver off the board there. Then Waller, then Edwards Allaire in the third, go back for Ayuk and Juju Smith Schuster. Josh Allen on the board in the sixth, go that direction to kind of go with the one QB because of a little bit of a flatter range there. Then Kareem Hunt. And then Jarvis Landry, who we talked about earlier this week as one of the Robert Woods clones or discount options. Henry Ruggs in round nine. Back for Connor in 10. I'm surprised that Connor has not been one of the guys who is going up. I think that you've got a little bit of a window here to select him he was on the COVID list for a few days everything that i read and that doesn't mean that it's necessarily accurate we do know that there is a path for chase edmonds to have more high value touches if i mean if they end up splitting snaps or if edmonds has a you know a 60 40 advantage and edmonds gets some goal line touches then i mean you could see a scenario where Edmonds is just a massive upside play because he's getting a lot of high value touches in what should be a high scoring offense. But if this offense is, is more split and Connor's getting the goal line touches and we know that Connor can catch balls too. I mean, I would be surprised if he goes the direction of Kenyon Drake where Drake ended up being a guy who all they really did was run him into the line last year. It's possible Connor will be that, but I, he, he's been a more flexible type of player throughout his career. The upside there is gigantic. Jalen Rager around 11 column. The notes about him in the last week have been more promising. And then I go with Gasicki. I really like him. I think that if you're in a league where week 14 doesn't destroy the value, then you have to get him on your rosters. Then Penny, Evans, Lindsey, McFarland, and Sony Michelle late. 
mean, Colin, we're again kind of in this situation where zero RB owners are not being punished because your options at running back in rounds 13 through 17 of these drafts are almost unlimited. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think Sean will probably be having the same conversation this time next year around it. You mentioned Connor, and I hope this works out for me, but uh at the moment james connor is my most drafted running back uh this offseason so I'm, I'm hoping that things <laughs> things will break right there um but when we look through both your team and denny's team um like you're seeing a situation where he's got gus edwards giovanni bernard james white uh, boston scott uh ramondre stevenson um you know if we're looking there between round 11 and round 15 and then if we're looking at what you've got between round 10 um, and all the way down as far as round 17 we have james connor Rish- uh, sorry rashad penny darrington evans philip Lindsay, mcfarland and then sony michelle all guys that there's a, a lot of upside there and uh, i think between the two of you you should probably hitting on the majority of the guys there that you just want to target um, but i think what you see as well is those teams who don't take that tight end so you've taken waller um, the teams that haven't taken a tight end in those earlier rounds um, start to kind of panic a little bit then when it gets later and we see some of them pick up three tight ends to try and cover things up um, but if you can get you know like Waller and Gasecki, give yourself that core it gives you a lot more flexibility in that round 13 through 17 range to go towards those uh, running backs so I think there's a there's a number of teams here with with really good bills as we would expect with the the people drafting in it. Like the, when we look through all these teams, I can see a lot of positives. I know sometimes when we look at the end of a best ball draft, we'll see a lot of teams with a lot of question marks around it. But there's there's a lot of teams here with with really nice rosters. So I, it'll be really intriguing to see the rest of the draft play out and then how the season plays out because um, when you're drafting with uh, guys as sharp as sharp as this, you're going to expect a really tough competition. Um, and I think uh, it's a really interesting draft board as well. But Sean, that's going to be fun to see how that plays out throughout the rest of the season. We will be back on the opposite side of the break with some listener questions, so stay tuned for that. Hey, Rotoviz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12-month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021. And you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we had a, a great time with our listener leagues recently, and we were asked to give you know good, strong feedback on the teams. A lot of listeners telling us that we're too nice. We did get some... Uh, comments from Matthew on his team, which we liked, but he wanted to defend his Nick Chubb selection at the 308. And at the 308, I mean, obviously, you like Nick Chubb at that level. But he says everyone is aware of Kareem Hunt's upside in the event Chubb goes down, but I haven't heard anyone mention the other side of that coin, even though it seems obvious. Chubb is maybe the best pure rusher in football. That's not super controversial. He's an underrated receiver, uh, ranks toward the top in yards after catchover expectation, doesn't get the receiving volume for a few reasons, chiefly that they have Kareem Hunt on the roster. If Hunt plays a full season, you've got a very high floor guy in Chubb, but if Hunt misses time, Chubb's upside is the best rusher in football as a workhorse back on a top five rushing attempts team that could be a top 10 scoring offense in the NFL. His upside is the overall RB1. You don't want to draft a guy in the late first, early second who needs an injury for that to happen, but late in the third, I'm very happy to take the high floor, high ceiling combo. Heck, if Hunt just misses weeks 14 onward for whatever reason, Chubb could be a league winner. Come, I, I mean, all of it's those hard points. hard to argue. <laughs> hard to argue, right. I mean, those are, and it's the reason why you would take Chubb there. And I think that you want to look for Chubb falling. We've had some of the very sharp drafters in our listener leagues hit on Chubb when he does fall a long way in these. I did a comparison of Chubb and Hunt recently talking about how Hunt's upside is not as priced into his ADP this year as it was last year, despite the fact that the Browns offense is probably going to be more advanced. And if anything, the upside is more pronounced than it was. One of the things we talked about with Chubb and also talked about in the Jonathan Taylor article, the reason why Taylor competes to be sort of the, the 102 to 105 kind of guy you know, when the offense is healthy, you know, when Carson Wentz is there, is that we've seen this step forward for the people with his profile. The Melvin Gordons, the Todd Gurleys, the Leonard Fournettes, even though Fournette hasn't been the talent but has the similar profile coming out of college doing some of those things early. The Ezekiel Elliotts, they have this jump in receiving expected points that puts them up into this category where they could be stars. Now, with Chubb, one of the things that we've seen is even when Hunt wasn't there at the beginning of 2019, Chubb topped out at this 5.5 receiving EP per game. And yes, when Hunt comes in, it really limits what he can do as a receiver. But even before, maybe those numbers were a little bit lower than we had thought. Now, that's just year two. So there's a possibility that Chubb would have been able to take the next step, would have been able to go to this like 6.5 to 7.5 range in terms of receiving EP, which, I mean, you just almost have to get into to be a running back one. And if you want to be the overall running back one, you need to get into this range where you can have at least 17, but definitely this like 18 to 21 overall expected points. And then in most seasons, you're going to have to beat that with three, four, five, uh, points over expectation 
I think that even if Hunt gets hurt, then Chubb's upside is probably still in the running back five range. But you are getting a very good price on that once you get into the second half of the third round. So I think this choice between Chubb and players like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like DeAndre Swift, like a J.K. Dobbins is very interesting. Someone like a Dobbins, I think, has Chubb and Henry upside and is much less expensive. And so to an extent, you might just target him a little bit later if the Ravens pass to the backs a little bit more, something they talk about, but it's hard to believe they'll do. Then he has some upside there. You know, if he's averaging, you know, six and a half yards per carry and Gus Edwards is down at four, then you know the touches are going to be slanted a little bit more in his direction. Now, I'm not saying that's the most likely thing, but an Edwards injury, Edwards underperformance, uh, electric performance from Dobbins. I mean, if Dobbins goes out there and looks like a poor man's version of Barry Sanders, then it's going to be hard for them to give the ball to Gus Edwards, right? I mean, he's a good player. But for the same reasons that they were like, I don't know why we have Mark Ingram on this team. When you have Lamar Jackson, who can scramble and take it the distance, when you have J.K. Dobbins, who go for 80 yards on any given touch, I mean, are you going to mess around with a lot of touches to Gus Edwards? And so I think there are some other plays in this range, but we definitely agree with Matthew. Chubb's upside, you know, once he gets down into that middle and late third, very, very compelling. Another question coming in from Benjamin Hogash, and it's uh, looking to see a little bit. And it's interesting, Sean, there's a lot more auction leagues. Uh, I've, I've noticed this year being talked about um, on social media in particular. I know you're not seeing it pop up on Twitter, but I, I have noticed the, the discourse there in terms of auction leagues. Um, so he's in a $250 uh, keeper league, uh, super flex with full PPR, where they can keep up to three players. So main options in this league are... Justin Jefferson for $8, Dak Prescott for 18 Noah Fant for 3 Laviska Chenault for 4 and Antonio Brown for 5 He says that would it be crazy not to keep Dak? And he says he's definitely leaning towards uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, or keeping Justin Jefferson, leaning towards Fant. And he says the buzz for Visca and AB at their prices make that tempting as well. So the rest of his lineup, just to give you an idea, um, in terms of the quarterbacks, Dak is the only quarterback really on the roster. Philip Rivers is there, but... I would imagine that's going to, to be a cut pretty soon. Uh, Miles Sanders, uh, Justin Jefferson, who I mentioned, Gronk, uh, Kiki Kuti, uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Michael Pittman, uh, Antonio Brown as well, then Rashad Penny. Uh, he has Noah Fant, uh, Irv Smith, Cole Komet, and Salvin Atmad as well. So, Sean, when we look at that, where where are you leaning? I think uh, Justin Jefferson, as he mentioned there, I think that's the... We'll, we'll just take that one off. I think that one's done and dusted. Um, and then we have obviously Dak and the, the super flex element. Um, what's your thoughts overall with, with where, I guess, those other two guys that we'd be selecting would go to? Yeah, it's always tricky here when you have four great options. I, I don't have Antonio Brown as being someone who'd be in the conversation. But you're definitely going to keep Justin Jefferson. You almost have to keep Dak Prescott, right? Even with the shoulder in addition now to whatever questions you may still have about the knee, I mean, he went at the 105 in the Dynasty Startup League that Ben and I are currently participating in. That's ahead of Christian McCaffrey, ahead of Lamar Jackson. We know the market for Dak is very robust. If you try and buy him back, it may be very, very expensive. And you compare that to the values for Fant and LaVisca Chenault. I mean, Chenault is someone we want to have as many leagues as possible. But even with the buzz, I don't think he's going to be as expensive to get back 
as Fant would be with the positional advantage that Fant is likely to give you, or at least the possibility. I mean, you would have exposure to a player like Fant who has that kind of upside. There are going to be enough different wide receivers in the Chenault range, even though Chenault's our favorite, that you probably want to throw him back and see what the, the price is there. But definitely with Jefferson, Prescott, and Fant as your foundation, having those three keepers sets you up that now, I mean, the rest of your auction is going to be a win-win. Yeah, I think the one thing I would say that will be interesting is I think uh, Jefferson and Dak are, are too definite. I think with the rest of the roster, if you wanted to get into consideration with Herb Smith and Cole Komet on the roster, um, you know, potentially could put Fant back there. But I think at the, the price of $3, I, I don't think you're getting them back at anywhere close to that. So there will be other wide receiver options as much as we like Visca. There'll be other options to get, uh, you know, that wide receiver depth where getting somebody like Fant will, will be a little bit more of a challenge. So uh, thanks again to everyone who sent in questions this week. We're enjoying getting through them on a weekly basis that's going to take us towards the end of today's show as always drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app we do appreciate that very very much so um, as well you can get yourself that 10 percent discount to rotovis nfl pass all you have to do is add the code rb radio 2021 at checkout go to rotovis.com forward slash podcast for more information my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to marlin you can send myself questions there or you can email them over to rotavizradio at gmail.com if you have any questions you want to submit for some of our upcoming shows we have a lot of uh, good content that uh, we're excited to bring you over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for the nfl season of course my co-host is sean siegel and check out all of sean's great work up on rotaviz.com as well as the stealing bananas podcast there'll also be a new one of those out today if you're listening to this on saturday but until we're back with more shows next week have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.